Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? Josh Engelman for AwesomeO.com, and I am back with my NBA DFS contenders on FanDuel for Friday, January 29th. Now, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you know when this and all of our other content goes live. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman, so you can get updates to these sim results as we get closer to lock. And finally, let me know in the comments section, who are your favorite options on FanDuel for tonight's slate? We're rounding out the bottom of my top 10, with Teo Maladon, Pascal Siakam, De'Aaron Fox, Kyle Lowry, and Joel Embiid, if he plays. Those, are guys, those guys are on the outside looking in. Who will be the favorites for Friday's slate, the final contenders of the week? It's time to find out. First up, I'm going number five, Brandon Ingram. Small forward eligibility, 7,900, projected for 40. You're looking for 50, and he's in the optimal lineup 20% of the time. You know what you're getting out of Brandon Ingram at this point. 36 minutes, close to 30% usage, a lot of scoring, 24 points, five and a half boards, four and a half assists. You're just hoping that he gets a little bit more outside of the points to really pop a ceiling game. He's basically a 1.1 fantasy point per minute guy. That's exactly where I have him. It's a tough spot, I guess, against Milwaukee. Mild pace up spot as well. I just think that Brandon Ingram is like three or $400 too cheap. On a 10-game slate, that's enough to provide a lot of value. So at 7,900, at a spot where you have to get two small forwards, I have no problem buying into Brandon Ingram. Next up, number four, I'm going to Reggie Jackson. Point guard eligibility, 5,800. Projected for 30. The goal is 42, and you're, he's in the optimal lineup 21% of the time. We still have everybody out for the Clippers. No Pat Bev, no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. So big minutes for Reggie Jackson. He's a .9 fantasy point-per-minute guy, but 34 minutes just about average usage, 21%, 16, close to five and five. Neutral spot against Orlando. You worry a little bit about the pace, but it's only a pace down spot by nine tenths of a possession. So nothing too crazy. He's just going to be the guy with the ball for the bulk of the time for the Clippers. That's really enough for me. 5,800 is not all that bad of a price tag. Wouldn't be surprised at all to see him crest 40 points. There's not a lot of guys that are going to be doing things for LA with everyone out. No Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. That, that frees up a lot of opportunity. That gets Reggie Jackson to the number four spot. Although I guess if I do this twice, that says eight. That's not right. The number four spot. Woo. All right, next up, this one's probably going to look like a bit of a surprise. Number three, Darius Baisley. Power forward eligibility, just 5K, projected for 27. The goal is 39, and he, he is in the optimal lineup 23% of the time. 
I think this is mostly just a testament to what the power forward spot looks like. We're going to get to another power forward in a second, but there aren't any pay-up options that I think are no-brainers. But there are two guys that look like they're in the mid-tier that provide a ton of value. Basically plays 30 minutes a game. He's right around league average usage, so I have him at 19%. 13.7 boards, an assist. You're hoping for a, couple, a steal or a block. That's the direction we're trying to go here. 1.4 stocks is what I have him projected for. Three would be awesome. This is a pace-up spot against Brooklyn. 2.6 possessions, in fact. Baisley is normally a .83 fantasy point-per-minute guy, but with George Hill off and the slight boost in pace, I actually have him at .9 fantasy points per minute. At that rate, and a 5K price tag for this position on FanDuel, he's really, really important, in my opinion. I don't get the sense that he's going to be as popular as I think he is, so this will likely be one of my bigger stands throughout the day. Darius Baisley as a mid-tier value option on FanDuel. Next up, number two, I'm staying with Oklahoma City. This one's a big one. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, shooting guard eligibility, 8,500, projected for 45.5. The goal's 52, and I think he hits it 27% of the time. I love this spot. 35 minutes, 1.3 fantasy points per minute. That's where I've got him for this game. Pace up spot, additional usage with George Hill out. I've got him at 28% usage, 24.5 points, 5.5 boards, 7.5 assists, a steal, I mean, 1.8 stocks, I love every bit of this. I have been smashing Shea Gilgis-Alexander all year. With George Hill out, it gives him even another little boost. 8,500 is a big price tag on a two-game slate, but this guy is not the same SGA that he has been in the past. 1.25 fantasy points per minute at the minimum is what we're looking for here. And I don't think it's crazy for him to have a monster day. Kyrie Irving in the backcourt. James Harden in the backcourt. I'm not getting the sense there's going to be a lot of defense going around for the Brooklyn Nets. And I think that pays, plays right into Shea's hands. I think he's going to dominate the ball. And I think he's going to dominate in this game. He's my number two. I assume he's here the entire time. I don't know if he can get to the number one spot. But Shea is a lock for my top five, no matter what news comes out today. Now, before we get to the number one contender, one last reminder, the like button. That one helps me out a ton. Subscribe to the channel. We are so close to 50,000 subs. Don't you want to be the guy that makes it 50K? I know I would want to be. I'm already subscribed, though. I did that way back. Anyway, follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman. That is where you get the updates. Keep your eyes peeled around 6 p.m. That is when I'll post my updated Sims for FanDuel and for DraftKings. By the way, there's a DraftKings video around here somewhere if you want to click on that. You're always getting both, one for FanDuel, one for DK. Oh, I can hear the collective groan from everybody now. My number one contender, and it's not even close, it's Aaron Gordon. Now, I know he was absolutely dreadful last time out, but I'm going right back there. Uh, the data says do it, and I'm going to do it. Power forward eligibility, 6,300 projected for 36. The goal's 44. I think he's in the optimal lineup 36% of the time. It's not even remotely close to anyone else on the slate. 33 minutes, 24% usage. I've got him as a 1.1 fantasy point per minute guy. 17 points, seven and a half boards, five assists, a stock and a half, not too shabby. It's a major pace down spot against the Clippers. They actually lose three possessions over their average, but no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. This is a little bit different of a game for Aaron Gordon. I think it's a really nice spot. I'm expecting him to continue to have more facilitation duty. And if he does, 
that's great. If he doesn't, he's still a decent play at 6,300 because he does a little bit of everything. Don't worry about the last game. Don't game log watch for what Aaron Gordon is doing for the minutes he plays and for his particular rates. 6,300 is just the incorrect price tag. He fits more into lineups at power forward at 6,300 than anybody else does on the slate at their price. That is why Aaron Gordon is the number one contender for Friday's slate. Alrighty, folks, that will do it. Those are my NBA DFS contenders for Friday, January 29th. I'm just going with it. I'm not even going to check it. I'm just going to assume that I am right. I'm on the strategy show this morning with Greg Ehrenberg, so check that out. No live before lock for me, so that is it. Good luck tonight, guys. Enjoy your weekend, and I will be back Monday morning with another edition of The Contenders.